of it like this song is so relatable i think that's why it's so much fire right now um what guy hasn't been in this situation at least nigeria wise anyway let's call it netflix and chill in the sense of if you're talking with this chick you have been conversating and all that kind of stuff and like okay i am conscious for house now that kind of thing right let's come and chill whatever it is and you know you, you say okay i'm coming or maybe oh when they come saturday is good i can make it say, okay you go and buy you know if you have but my neighbor pass better pass my neighbor generator you go and buy petrol is it diesel you know maybe get some drinks you know get some food everything you know waiting say okay she don't say she go sure she's coming you know that kind of a thing you know then you call okay you come in to that I'm, I'm i'm coming but they send me to market i'll have to go to market first then from market when i come back home i'll start coming to your place say, okay you still have hope maybe you call it at like about maybe you know that time 12 o'clock i'm still at the market i've not come back home you want me to come back they say i should cook this food before you know it i'm oh, disappointed you that kind of a thing so it's your song is so relatable in my opinion that's why that what makes the hit even his lyrics really clever to write i can't remember he said something something rumors right and he, and you know he has the club to face has a club called rumors so it was it's just a, it's just a really clever song um so it it, it jams it jams it just you know. Area. I'm like, I disappoint me. So you can imagine what it is to be a maca right now. I know if you haven't noticed, it's a solo pod. Um, no LD in the building. I know she was telling me there's a co-worker in the office called Amaka and any small thing, you know, they go with the Amaka disappoint me joke. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's Amaka's turn to get, you know, get get the rubbing. I think we have songs about Chioma, yeah, Fumi and all that stuff. So it's Amaka's, it's Amaka's time. So I think this might be the song of the summer um, in terms of Nigerian songs. I can't think of what other song is like big right now. Is it? I know T.Y. Have Savage has a song. I can't remember what it's called right now. Maybe there's someone else is on the problem. Is when we talk about what's the song of the summer when we're talking about like Nigerian, you know, songs and stuff. I know everybody's still doing Shaka Shaka and all that kind of stuff. But what is the song of the summer? I think this is like a late contender coming on uh, strong. Anyway, this weekend uh, we hit up South Cafe, me and LD. They were having like a, uh, I guess you can call it an art exhibition. So, so South Cafe is a cafe in Lekki Phase 1. It's a small little cafe. I've never, I've never really had any food there. It actually used to be called something different. So when I actually got there, I'm like, oh, this is South Cafe. It was actually something, it used to be under another name. So I guess they rebranded. But anyway, it was like an art 
exhibition South Cafe Plus Muse. I guess it's not the first time up there been collaborating. So it was pretty cool. When I saw it on Instagram, that's what inspired me. I wanted to go check it out. I have to say, Instagram makes it look a little bit more cooler than it is in person. It's not to say it wasn't cool, but the Instagram kind of gave better vibes in a sense. But it was really cool. I guess most of it were curated by um, Yellow of Lagos. If you haven't seen that Instagram page, it's actually a cool page to follow. Essentially plays on, you know, I guess the yellow buses in Lagos and that motif and that color being the backdrop of Lagos. And if you think about it, with all those yellow buses all around, it is kind of yellow. It's like kind of a Lagos color, also with Kekemara being yellow. So she curated a lot of the um, exhibits. So if you go to other South Cafe or um, by now, Unraveling Nigerians, I even good back on our Instagram story, probably be over by now if you're listening to this later. But it was pretty cool. She had a lot of, you know, nice, funky stuff and... Um, I guess very Instagrammable, um, pictures could be taken um, there. They had like a car painted really cool. They had like a bicycle painted yellow. They had a place where they had like um, traditional fans hanging from the ceilings, like, you know, and they had lights beams. So it was pretty cool, artsy type stuff. And they were giving out free cocktails, which always works, right? So I, I think that was, a, that was a cool experience. And um, from there, we headed up to formal. And I think FOMO is another page. They have this brunch out. I think we probably mentioned on the pod. It's something that we've gone for multiple editions. So it's, it's those good vibes where it's just chill, food, music type stuff. So that's kind of how we chilled during the weekend. Now to something like a little bit more important than something I've been happening to everybody that I come across is that election time is here. Um, I'm recording this on the 7th of August. So we have 10 more days before um, you can't um, register anymore for the elections and get your PVC, permanent voters um, card. So it's um, August 17th. The cool thing INEC has done is that they've extended it to weekends. So now the weekends before the 17th, you can go in and um, register. So it looks like from experience and people I've talked to, Sundays are really good days to go, like early in the morning. I guess most people are going to church. Because I know somebody who went um, on this past weekend on Sunday um, and they got it done in less than an hour. So that's like record time. So as tidbits go on Sundays and, you know, early in the morning and get this thing done. I know it's like picking between the lesser of, of two evils, the way it, it racks up in Nigeria. But this is the only instrument of change we have. And we have to use it. There's no other way to it. And obviously, INEC could be better because I actually have registered in like 2011, but I never picked up my permanent um, voter's card, right? So I actually was thinking of starting the whole process again, which would have been a big mistake because if you go register again and you register before your old profile shows up and you see a new profile and they invalidate each other. So they now cancel your records and you can't vote anymore. So... Once I was aware of that, I went, because I thought the PVC would be gone, but apparently they keep it. So I actually went to the INEC website, tried to find out the information of where I can pick up the my card from that it was done in 2011. And, you know, this, this is where it becomes horrible because the information on the INEC website took me to a school which said we don't do it here, which directed me to another school, which finally directed me to the... Um, local government um, in that Mag- Magodo area, Kosovo. 
and it was there that I had to now wait and you know finally got my um water card and now came back to Lekki to now have it transferred to closer to where I live so I can actually vote. So I'm ready to vote. So everybody else go do it. Like I said, you know, my process was tedious and it would have been helped better if INEC had the right information on their website and directed people exactly where to go. And even in people trying to register, I know people have been shying away from it before they made these weekends, which I'm hearing Sundays might be the best to go. It's, it's, it's a burden because people go there and you are waiting for the officials to show up. I know when I went to try to get my card, so I was waiting for the officials to show up so they can direct me if they have it, if I go to go somewhere else. So people have been there since like six and these guys just came strolling in with the bus like 10 o'clock to start work. I'm like, this is your job. Be here on time. And actually they took transport. They actually had an official bus. So what took them so long getting there, right? I know like in Mara here, there's like around the lucky phase one, they have a place to register and people are there like at six o'clock and they, got, they don't get attended till, till like, you know, eight or nine and maybe they don't get out of there till like 12. Because I had my cousin who went to try to get her card and actually, this was funny about it. We we're trying to vote to get these people out. And even within trying to get your card, corruption is happening. Somebody said, oh, told her that, oh, give me 4,000 Naira. And I'll write your name early for you because I'm here at 5.30. I'll write your name down so that you'll be among the first people that they call, you and call your name to attend to you. And she was like, no, she's not doing it. And so that's where it starts. And obviously, the next day she came to the shot. The guy, the guy actually had put a dummy name for her and put it there and... She actually gave the guy something so she can get in there to get. So it just shows that the corruption practices is starting right from trying to get your card. So it's it's a messed up process, but like I said, it's the only instrument of change we have. So let's use it. It's been opened up to weekends. Let's take advantage of that. I've given you a cheat code. Sunday in the morning, best time to go. Get it done. And you know, if you want to talk policies, you want to complain. We need to use the only instrument of change we have, and you know, that's that. So hopefully everybody go out there August 17th to go get your PVC, and let's um let's vote these guys out or vote them in. It's your choice, but at least have a choice. Now one interesting thing I saw on Twitter was um, I guess there was a reaction to an African American who kind of took offense to Africans using the N word so much. And I don't know, for some reason, she got a lot of backlash from Africans. Oh, did you think? And I kind of got it. I kind of got it. Like, I'm not someone that curses that much, to be honest. So, you know, every once in a while, maybe I throw the F-bomb or the S-bomb. But you know, cursing is not really my thing. Even the N-word, you know, maybe in the rap song or whatever. But it's not even something I try around. I've, some, I've seen some people in Nigeria who never left Nigeria before. And everybody goes, my nigga, my nigga, my nigga. What do you know about my nigga? What does that mean? Now I get it because like when I was in the US, I remember once um, was in, I was in Houston and I got out of a club and there was this white guy with a bunch of girls and the white girl was like, nigger, hey, nigger, nigger. So once you're black and you're in America, the guy doesn't know whether you're African or African-American, all this is the black person and you know what, you're a nigger to him, my, you know, and the guy was calling me a nigger, obviously, you know, I'm in the middle of Texas, I don't want no problems, I just, you know. Took myself back into the club, go meet my people and, you know, let the white guy do what he does. So I get it in the sense that if you're in America, you're black, you're black. 
to the white guy, you're a nigger. It doesn't matter whether you're African, American, or African. But I can also understand, as an African American, if you're in Africa or somewhere else and you don't really understand the struggle, nobody is coming here using nigger in Nigeria as a word to, um, to, to denigrate me, to belittle me, right? So it, I can see how you can look at somebody that's using it so arbitrary, like you don't understand the pain, you don't understand the struggle. And I think for Africans not to be sensitive about that is, uh, is kind of troubling. I think there's always been a quip why there's always been a, 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 a rift between African and African-Americans. Because sometimes yeah, I think it's just now that a lot of Africans are beginning to grapple with our role in the slave trade, right? Our, the roles we played, whether willingly or unwittingly, we had our hands in there and you know there are people on this side of the continent that got rich families that got rich based on that um based on that slave trade so obviously we know who the masterminds are but it doesn't mean that we didn't play our part in it also which you know i guess our sins are uh are, are, are there for us to bear so i think it's just something that i think we need to be sensitive about it's not something you might think about just because of how ubiquitous it is in music and stuff like that. And as a black person, like I said, if you're in America, you're black, you're black. You don't know whether you're African, African-American, and I can attest to that. But I think we should also be able to understand the context and the history. And even between the African-American community, it's also even a debate on you know the use of the word anyway. So we don't need to jump out the gun just trying to embrace the word like... Uh, we don't have better use of our vocabulary or a better word that we can we can use there so anyway i just saw that and it was kind of interesting because i kind of got it although it's not something i've ever given much thought to, thought to but i was like yeah it makes sense that as an african-american look from the outside you can be like hmm i'm not sure why these africans are so free using the word nigger you know and yeah. Well, how much of the struggle do they really understand? And, um, and to, to most African Americans, anyway, Africans come up, come out as this condescending and proud and whatever. So it's a whole big brouhaha if you want to really go down that wormhole between what African African Amer uh, African African American relationship and what we really think of each other. But I thought that was an interesting conversation that was um, broached on Twitter, which nowadays. There are not too many, there are not too much interesting conversation on Twitter. A lot of it does goes down the same rabbit hole. But I guess it's so a factor of who you follow. So that got that can also curate your experience on, on that platform. Anyway, let me get to the Jero of the week because I have to run. So um this Jero goes very urgent. Hello Jero, I need you to clarify something really important. My wife slapped me yesterday because of a mail sent to you by a girl. She said I left she said I had my side chick at a wedding because I left her table to go say hello to my younger friends. This is the third time she's slapping. I don't want to divorce her. This is someone I give everything. She doesn't have a job of her own since January this year and she hasn't lacked anything. A lot of men would have beaten her up. Please contact the poster who sent you that mail and ask for the location of the wedding she attended. I need to shame my wife. If she does this again, I will surely throw her out. God knows. Yes, I have had girlfriends this year, but I have stopped. I am not a punching bag. Please revert. My house is under fire.
because of this hub juro very urgent okay and the mail he was referring to is this mail um the mail goes ah i'm at a wedding my guy i'm dating is here with his wife i swear to god they look cute only if you know how he loves me i have the same bag and shoe she has he bought for me he has not seen me yet though they look cute sha so i guess that was the po- that was the post that um, his wife responded to and gave him the slap so i guess i have a couple of things here and the first thing is dude i don't care what happens you cannot put your hands on your wife and also women you know don't put your hands on the guy don't give him a reason even though there's never a reason but so everybody keep your hands to yourself physical violence in a marriage in a relationship is no no that's first things first the second thing is you know sometimes you have to read all this Jero post with a grain of salt right because if you're really reading this stuff and not just enjoying it like the way we do you can become really paranoid in your relationship right because if you are reading this and the woman is so shook that you know what this post is you know is mirroring my life so so you know this could actually be me now obviously this guy killed it with saying he had three girlfriends this year and he's just getting calm so maybe he does deserve the slap or whatever but i said they know violence people so that's that's just the bottom line of this you know you can't be paranoid reading joro it's not your life take it as fiction and enjoy even though there might be a kernel of truth somewhere in there secondly no physical violence guys and the last thing we have to come back and really sit down and think of this thing that we call monogamy because it's obviously not working right so if you have men having side chicks women unhappy in their marriages because of side chicks or whatever it is Maybe we just have to come together and reason together like, you know, this thing isn't working. Maybe the way we were before, the way African society was before, before the colonizers came, which is polygamy, maybe that's the way to go because it seems that that's kind of the default, whether we want it or not. Married men have, you know, side chicks and, you know, we have all this drama surrounding it. So why all these things being done in the shadows? Why don't we have just this polygamous society, which is essentially what we have anyway, and rather than all this hiding and ducking and you know running around and all these games, so you really need to maybe you know sit down and say you know what this system doesn't work, let's go to a system that's more natural to people because that's what we're having anyway, whether we like it or not, right? Because you hear the stories of people doing funerals and you know three different families are coming out of the woodwork. So maybe we take these things out of the shadows, into the light, and, you know, accept the realities for what they are. Hey, I'm just saying, you know, if it works for you, it doesn't work for you, but maybe we need to revisit this and maybe we are just uh, trying to fit everybody in the box that they don't belong to. But this is just one man's word, so hey, take it as you may. So another thing I want to say is um, eat, drink, Lagos is having the jollof... Um, Jollof Warfare, whatever, I don't know what I call it. So I have an event based on Center on Jollof and they're selling tickets. So if anybody's interested that listens to the podcast, I'm thinking of sponsoring and buying tickets for a couple of people. So um, if you're interested in listening to the podcast, hit me, hit us on the DMs on Instagram or Twitter 
And uh, if you're in Lagos, let us know so we'll get you tickets and maybe we can all hang out uh, at the Eat Drink Lagos. So if you're interested in that, slide in our DMs. Um, we're going to give as many tickets as we can. So just, you know, first come first. Serve. So if you're really interested in that, slide in our DMs and um, we'll make it happen. So thank you for listening to our episode of the Good Bad Gang podcast. Follow us on all our social media. You know, it's Good Bad Gang on Instagram. It's Good Bad Gang on Twitter. Thanks for listening and see you next week. If your girl a look good and she never boring Then you know that a really good vibe And she cook your good food and she always caring Then you know that a really good vibe If your man did a love you real good in a bed Then you know that a really good vibe And him a give you full satisfaction my girl Then you know that